for Holy Week, we're looking at Mark chapter 4 and 5, and here we see Jesus overcoming four aspects of life under the shadow of death. He's victorious over natural disasters. He's victorious over demonic oppression. He's victorious over disease, and he's victorious over death. And so this morning, I want to continue looking at Mark 4, 35 through 41, where Jesus calms the storms. So take a moment and read Mark 4, 35 through 41. And as you read, I want you to mark, ah, no pun intended, mark the different questions you see. And there are three questions. In fact, one great reading strategy for reading through the gospel of Mark is you can read through the whole gospel and mark all of the questions and the questions actually will propel the drama forward. But here, here in this chapter, you see three different questions and the questions really shape the whole story. And the first question comes from the disciples in verse 38, teacher, don't you care that we're perishing? Don't you care that we're dying? We're dying and you're sleeping. Don't you care? And that's one of the saddest questions that I think any follower of Jesus can ask. Don't you care that I'm struggling? Don't you care? 
And what's happened is that they have been thrust into a situation in which they've lost control and they assume that because they've lost control of their world, then the world must be out of control. But that's a bad assumption. And the reality is that a storm like this that they entered simply forced upon them the reality that they'd always lived in, but just had ignored it. See, part of the reason or part of the thing that's fueling this question is an assumption that they're actually in more of control of their life than they actually are. At Publix, they say, shopping is a pleasure. And it certainly is a pleasure for my two boys, who are three and two. They love going to Publix for two reasons. One is they get a cookie, and two, they get to sit in a shopping cart that's shaped like a race car, and they get to pretend that they're driving. And they love to sit in the carts and zoom around Publix and and spin the wheel. And in their minds, they think they're actually driving the cart around Publix. But the reality is they have almost no control. They don't, they, it's, they don't have no control. They have a little bit, but not nearly as much as they think. And that's a great illustration of just how life is. So often in life when things are going really well and we're zooming around and we're eating our cookies and we're tossing in Doritos and other things that make us squeal because daddy's doing the shopping, not mommy, and we can misinterpret reality and think we have so much more control than we actually do. And this question reveals that they have misinterpreted the storm. They assume that his sleeping is indifference. Don't you care that we're perishing? But then look at the second question. Jesus confronts them, and it's actually two questions we'll wrap up into one. Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Why are you so afraid? Where's your faith? And one of the central themes for the Gospel of Mark from chapter 4, 35 here, all the way to the end, uh, chapter 8, verse 26, is, is this theme of faith. And Mark actually gives us three groups, three pictures of different groups that represent what it means to have or not have faith. The disciples are representative of the group that moves very slowly towards faith. And then you actually have Jesus' opponents, and they're a negative picture of faith. They see and yet they don't perceive. They hear and don't understand. The people of Jesus' hometown in Nazareth, the religious and political leaders, they question his actions. They accuse him of blasphemy. They align him with Beelzebub. They question his authority. They're a illustration or an example of negative, a negative picture of faith. But then you also have the supplicants. And these are 13 minor characters that many times aren't named. Sometimes they are, but they represent this great variety of people who are all living under the shadow of death. And they show all the ways that the world cannot help us in dealing with the shadow of death. But all of them come to Jesus, and for all of them, faith means turning to Jesus in the midst of real needs in the world as we live under that shadow. And they're wonderful pictures of faith because, because they come to him, and he is their only hope. 
And then the third question we have is the final question is, who is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Who is this? And you'll notice another thing you can mark is notice how many times you see the word great. First, there was a great storm, then a great calm, and then a great fear. They say, who is this? Say, they've just seen an act of power. See, the, the storm was a natural act that was uncontrollable, that shattered their illusion of control. But then they see one rise who is a storm stopper, and they're even more afraid. Who is this? And actually run that theme of fear, run it all the way through Mark chapter 5. We'll see in the next couple of days how important that is to understanding the next set of stories, that theme of fear. But I mentioned the other day that we've, been, we've gotten into the line and the witch in the wardrobe, and it reminds me of that classic great line when Lucy hears about Aslan and finds out he's a lion. And she says, a lion? Is he safe? And Mr. Beaver says, safe? Of course he's not safe, but he is good. And the disciples here, one of the first things they have to learn as they grow in the school of faith is to learn that he is not safe, but he is good. And that is good news. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen.